Hello once again, welcome to another edition of the I Am Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendyka. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. Yes, I'm here. Guys, and if you're watching this on YouTube, please do hit that subscribe button if you haven't done it already. If you're listening to us on one of your favorite streaming sites, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, anywhere that you can find your favorite podcast, we are probably on it. If you haven't done so, please click subscribe there as well. Your support is greatly important to us, and we appreciate it. Uh, Mike, we've got so much to go over today. Uh, So big, in fact, that I mean, NBA free agency is going to dominate the first half of the show for us. Um, so many big signings, so much big news coming out over the past week or so. We kind of teased it last week, but we did not realize the magnitude in which everything was going to happen. And I guess that's the only way for me to put it because I don't even know what life is anymore. I don't know who plays for what team. Oh. I, it's just, it's all craziness right now. I don't know who, what happened. I, I feel like we have a, you know, we should, we're competing for a championship in 2010 for the Detroit Pistons with the signings we have. We'll talk about that in the second half of the show. Uh, we're going to talk some G1 Climax action as far as the brackets, how they're stacking up, what we anticipate to happen. And we do some predictions for you as well. Um, and then lastly, we're going to end the show with another Merc Zone rankings. This time we're going to do the NFL division. So obviously we're going to kind of go through what division at currently, historically. We kind of wrap all that stuff together. You know, what division is truly the hardest to win and why and all that good stuff. And spoiler alert, um, Lions should win their division this year. So there you go, right? No? Have they ever done it? Ouch. All right, cool. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, all right. Let's just jump right into it, Mike, because okay. I, I've been super excited to talk about this free agency bonanza is what I like to call it. Oh, so it many, guys, yeah. So yeah. many guys have changed spots, right? Um, the biggest one, the most recent one, Kawhi Leonard going to the Clips. Yep. PG thirteen going to the Clips for, for uh, seventeen first, first round picks <laughs> and a couple players. And, and- <laughs> That's the best part. That it wasn't just picks. Like, no, it's not enough. But. No. <laughs> um, I mean, there's there's been a lot of shifting going around. You know, I mean, D'Angelo Russell currently is on Golden State now with Steph and possibly yeah. Clay next year. You've got uh, the Lakers and Anthony Davis. You've got Kyrie and Kevin Durant in Brooklyn now. You've got Al Horford and the 76ers there. you got Derrick Rose in Detroit. Yeah, well, don't don't tease that because people are going to get excited and think we're back in 2010. Oh, okay, you got, yeah, you got, I mean, come sorry. on, all right? Sorry. Jeez, I'm no. <laughs> But you've got, yeah, right, you've got Derrick Rose in Detroit, but more importantly, you've got just super teams kind of everywhere, yeah. right? I mean, let's be real. Everybody is trying to, you know, to put together their own version of a new super team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even teams, you know, that, you know, like even Portland, right, going to get, you know, Whiteside, Jimmy Butler going to Miami. You're, you're, you're seeing some pretty seismic shifts around the league, all because the Warriors are wounded, mm-hmm. right? So nobody really knows. Houston was supposed to be that next team after that. That's going to be a disaster cut waiting to happen, right? Um, OKC is broken. You know what I mean? There's a lot of different teams that have always been in that realm. There's no longer a clear-cut favorite, I don't think, anymore to win the championship. So, I mean, just to start off right quick here, do you think that this is not only um, it's not only shocking, but is this beneficial for the league? Is it beneficial for you as an NBA fan? You watch a lot more basketball than I do, but to sell, okay, there are so many star players now spread across the entire league. It's not just about, you know, LeBron, Wade, and Bosch against, who, who, you know, X team, right? It's not about the Warriors versus X team. It's 
okay, now you've got all these different teams with multiple stars mm-hmm. all joining up together in every walk of the country. Yeah. You know what I mean? See, I would I would say I agree with you. Mm-hmm. However, watching my probably my favorite yeah. sport in football, yeah. both NFL and college are dominated by one team. Right. You can say Alabama Clemson co dominate. Right. I would say Alabama dominates For sure. football. For sure. And the Patriots dominate the NFL. They're mm-hmm. there every single year and stuff. And I'm vastly more intrigued with that than mm-hmm. the NBA. So I actually, for how much I hated, like, I always came on here and said I hated the Warriors. I always wanted to see them lose. Mm-hmm. I think that got my interest more in it, that there was that one team that was like, God, I just hate them. Yeah, yeah. I Man, need to watch I, them I, lose. I need to I watch them watch lose. Them. Right, like, watching sure. the Raptors win was like, yes, they yes. finally did it. Right. I don't think this year there's going to be that consensus team right. that's like, I want to watch them lose. Right. Like, I absolutely despise this one. Not, I mean, even, not even the Lakers, huh? Really? No. No, you don't, don't think, think so? so? Not really? You don't I mean, think I th- that I th- even I th- with, I th- like, the little... most of the fan base yeah. wants to see them lose. Yeah. But then you look at, well, there's Kawhi and PG-13. Do you want to see them lose? Because right. if you're a Raptors fan, you're like, wow, he just left us after a year. Right. Or there's, you know, all these different teams. Oh, yeah, all no doubt. that are just, like, they're basically almost on the same level. Mm-hmm. And to me, I'm like, I wish there was that one team I could almost root against. Right. Because a good story is heroes and villains. Yeah. And right now, I guess you could argue probably the Lakers are, like, the villains. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because you're the Lakers. Because you're the Lakers LeBron. and you got LeBron and yeah. everything. But... I, I, there's not a clear cut. Yeah. That's the team. Right. And that's, right. That's there is like, that, right, and I think that's the the cause a little bit right of why so many teams are willing to go. All right, Warriors are down. Yeah. Right. Clay's probably going to be out all year. Durant's probably going to be out all year. Right. LeBron, you don't know where LeBron's at right now. Yeah. Right. True. Fair or not, you don't. Um, there's a lot of unknowns with a lot of these teams. Right. They all look great on paper. Yeah. Right, like I just looked at the Lakers starting five. Right, you got Danny Green, you just signed. You got Boogie Cousins now. You got guys where you're like, oh, that's a pretty good yeah. starting five. But at the same time, you're like, okay, yeah, but Danny Green, he's streaky. Boogie, is he healthy? LeBron, yeah. is he healthy? Anthony Davis, he's never done it on a big stage. So there's a lot of question marks across the league, which I think it, it, it's almost taking me back to the time, you know, right, you know, the time that Jordan was in his prime, right? You had teams that had specific duos or combination of really yeah. great players, right? Whether it was, you know, the Pistons with like Isaiah and Mahorn or or even Lambeer to that matter. You know, you had the Jazz with Malone and Stockton. You had Barkley, you know, in Phoenix or in Houston for that matter. You, you just had a lot of different combinations of guys where you just go, oh, crap, I forgot. They had those two guys. Okay, yeah. now these got these two guys, right? You know, it's just one team after another after another. I think, I think you're right to a certain extent that I think some people are going to go, okay, well, who do I root against, right? Like yeah. here in Detroit, we're an upcoming team. We're going to hit on the Pistons hard here in a second. But as far as a team where we go, that's the team, right? Like when Boston's big three formed, everybody went, I hate that team. Yeah. When Miami's, Miami's big, formed. right? I hate that team. I want to see that. Unless you're a big LeBron fan, but most yeah. people went. I want to see them lose, right? Yes. When it was, you know, while in the Warriors, same thing. Even now, Houston, I think a lot of people went, I don't want to see that. No. Right? You know, so. You saw them building. You exactly. Know, like, I don't want no, them. no, we don't want that. You always that. want the underdog story to come through. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, or your team, or right? Or your team. Yeah, either one. One of the two. So because of that, you go, okay. But I do think that the playoffs are going to be much improved going into next season, right? If it, Let's just say, just for, you know argument's sake, everybody stays healthy, right? Yeah. I think that you are going to see some great series yeah. next playoff season just based off of the balance, right? Yeah. Because there's not one team that's got five All-Stars or four All-Stars for that matter, right? It's, okay, here's two, 
against, you know, right? It's Clippers versus Lakers, right? Okay, it's Kawhi versus LeBron, and it's PG versus, you know what I mean, or whatever. So you've got all these different pieces and all this star appeal that's spread out across the league, which I think you're going to see a dramatic shift in, okay, who is the best at this point in time, right? Because there's going to be a time where someone's going to take over. Yeah, see, I... I would I love that aspect of it, yeah. but I also don't mind because the finals are so big. Just yes. going Warriors versus you know Whoever. the Cavs. Can they like, do it? Can they like, do it? There's four All Stars on the Cavs, four mm-hmm. on the Warriors. You got all these great guys in there like battling out mm-hmm. in the finals. Mm-hmm. I think even though the playoffs, like say like 2018, were kind of lackluster. Yeah, I would still go. Yeah, but when you get like these two or like the 2016 ones when you had. Kyrie, K Love, and LeBron versus right. Steph, Clay, Draymond, mm-hmm. and you're like these two powerhouses just going at each other. Right. You knew them two were going to make the finals right. from the beginning, but at the same time, once they hit the finals, you go, it's up right. in the air now. Right. And that's that's kind of something that like the playoffs as a whole are going to be great, mm-hmm. but then you're like once the finals hit, you're like, oh, but they're just like they squeak by. Right. Like, yeah. Right. Well, sometimes you know not, it's it's always the I think it's going to go from instead of rooting for necessarily underdog teams, it's going to be underdog players, right? Kind of like the Della Vadova, right? The yeah. first Cavs Warriors series, right, where that guy came out of nowhere, earned yeah. himself a big contract with Milwaukee, and was like, okay, you know, like this yeah. is a dude who's playing like Van Fleet this year, right? Played out of his mind for a very short amount of time. You know what I mean? So it's those kind of things. Um, what was the most shocking move for you? Let's just start there first because there's been a lot of stuff happening. Some of the stuff we kind of anticipated, yeah. but other things where you go, where the hell, like, that came from left field. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what was, in your opinion, the most shocking move so far? I think the most standout shocking one was yeah. Paul George leaving. Yeah. Because there was... Zero rumor about right. Paul George. Leaving. Exactly. And so, so like, all of a sudden, it's like, boom, they're both. Yeah, there. waking up, whatever, like Saturday morning or yep. whatever, and just going, oh, okay, so Kawhi's a Clipper, and now Paul, Paul George, George is, is a... getting traded over, and now he's a Clipper. Right. I feel like that was just like the. Wait, wait where? Like, you what, had to, like, how did this, up, yeah, how did this, it's see? like there were so many backhand conversations that nobody was privy to, exactly. and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, by the way, we're both on the Clippers now, and exactly. Clippers fans woke up, and they. I think, like, themselves. everyone, like, I think for the most part, free agency fell. How people thought it was gonna go, mm-hmm. like like you know they were gonna go with like Katie and Kyrie are gonna go to the Nets or Brook or um, right or, or the, the Knicks, Knicks right. or they but they were gonna go together somewhere more than so likely, like right. when Katie signed and the Kyrie signed I was like that's shocking that they didn't go to the Knicks but at the same time it's like okay you're, okay you're, we knew you were like going you know together. you guys were going together kind right. of thing. just the shock factor factor of going wow Paul George is a Clipper, Clipper now. now. After he just left. after he just signed a max yeah. extension with OKC, and exactly. I thought, okay, it's Westbrook and Paul George. Yeah, like, there's no way they're leaving each other. And no. Now it's all of a sudden it's just like, gone. Oh crap! Yeah, exactly. right. So I think that's yeah. Probably, I, would I would say, say I would agree with you. I think the D'Angelo Russell thing was a little bit big too, just yeah. because of the team involved with the Warriors coming in. Now, obviously, there's been rumors that they're going to trade him. They've already come out and said that's not necessarily true. That yeah. we're not investing in him just to flip him right away. We'll see how the season goes before anybody makes those I was gonna kinds say, that's, of decisions. That's more of a trade deadline. Yeah, exactly. Where like is. if he's lighting up how Clay would with yeah. stuff, then you keep him. But right. if he's like, if he's just if you're just floating and you're playing well but not great, you're like, yeah. all right, let's flip it, let's wait a year, and we'll go back to it. Exactly. But um, I would say that is there is there another big move to come? Now we're gonna talk a little bit, I think, about uh, about this as well with the Pistons later on in the show, but. Um, because there's another name now in attention to OKC where it goes, someone else, some big name's going to yeah. move. I don't think a free agent signing or something yeah. will be big. I do think there's a possibility of like a Chris Paul getting moved mm-hmm. in a 
couple team trade or even just right. a straight up trade with somebody right. with their um tension and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I had to say one more big move, yeah. I would say that's probably the you think next you, you, and last big move. Do you think it's him? Do you think he's more likely to get moved other than other than Westbrook? Um, depends because I think the tension between them, like you almost have mm-hmm. to move Chris Paul at this point because right. there's no way they're going to play together. But at the same time, if the Thunder really want to rebuild, like getting rid of Paul George was a sign that yeah. like, okay, we're going to rebuild now. Right. We got five so first now picks, you don't want, wait. now you don't want Russ Westbrook there with his contract so you can get a full rebuild going. Exactly. So in that situation, I would say maybe Westbrook could yeah. be the next guy. Right. But like immediately now, I'm like, yeah, yeah I think Chris Paul has to be Yeah, there. see, I think the thing, I think Houston now is in a conundrum. I agree with you. I think those are the two biggest names to really look out there because oh, yeah. obviously you're not trading Harden. So, but with, with with Houston's situation, I think they're a little bit more in trouble because okay, you paid Chris Paul a ton of money, yeah, and he's not any good anymore. He can't no, yeah, shoot. You know what I mean? He's hurt all the time. So it's like, you know, it's one of those things where you go, crap. Now I have to attach future assets just to get rid of this guy for the future. But I had to sell my future in order to get rid of him for my future. It's a very weird, exactly. cyclical process where you go. Crap, we're like really in it right yeah. now. You know what I mean? So that's extremely difficult for Houston, which is also hilarious in its own right. Yeah. But that's fine. Well, that was the problem with signing like a 34 year old guy to a big contract or what? Like, exactly. You know, yeah, because they thought their window was here. Like Toronto, right? Toronto, I'm sure, is mad that Kawhi's gone. But at the same time, you go, we got a ring out of it. So yeah. I'm not going to be like, if you're a Toronto fan, you can be upset that Kawhi left, no doubt, right? Yeah. But at the same time, you did get a championship out of it. So. Yeah. You I can't think be that that's like mad. the second yeah. run in the Cleveland when LeBron was there. Yeah. Like, no, everyone just went, thanks. Yeah, right. You, know, you, like, gotta, you got us one? Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's all you can, we can ask for. I we knew you were gone anyway. This yeah. is a crap show. We all know it. Everybody knows it. Yeah, you know but what I mean? you got us one, so that's fair. Like, exactly. It was one, yeah, that's a different situation. Right. Um, who helped themselves the most, right? I, I mean, because... There's a like I said, so many people did so many things, right? I have I have one in mind in particular. I want to like hit your opinion first. Wait, do you have like a low key one in mind or just no? Like no, a, I have a major one. Oh, okay. I have a major one. Um, Fair. but uh, I like I, I have one, but like, I want to hear what you said. There's just so many teams. Oh, yeah. There's so much action. Yeah, because I was gonna say I have two. I have yeah, like a mainstream one and then yeah. like a very underrated one. Yeah, sure. Because my mainstream one, um, crap. I just the Clippers obviously yeah, are just right. like the mainstream like. You, you were a playoff team, you were the 8th seed, you took the Warriors to 6, mm-hmm. and then now you're adding in two of the better players in the league. Mm-hmm. One was MVP voting, mm-hmm. and the other one just won the finals, right. was finals MVP and everything, so you're just adding that to your roster. Right, it's- without, yeah, right, with without, you know, sacrificing the team... As a As whole. Right. Yeah. You know I mean, you, you mortgage your future a little bit, no doubt. Yeah. But to get Kawhi, you yeah. had to get they're, they're in a situation, though, it's like two or three years you have to win now because if not, you are you lost like 18 first-round picks. <laughs> yeah, so, I know, like, right? Looking at that list, yes. it literally filled up the whole screen on my phone, like yeah. looking at all the picks and stuff exactly. that they gave up. Right. So that's but rough. they set themselves up for this, too, though, right? Yeah. By getting rid of Blake Griffin, by getting rid of everybody, guys, by yeah. Tobias and everybody. They went, okay. We're going to make a run. We have an idea of what we want to do, right? We kept the key, key pieces in, in place, right? And they landed their big fish. It was always Kawhi to the Clippers. That was always yeah, like always that goal. was always the goal, right? And so and they landed that. What's your what's your low key one? Uh, the Utah Jazz. Okay, yeah, because I didn't see that one coming. Gra- for sure. um, grabbing in um, Mike Connolly. Yeah, and then now you have Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert there. Yeah, I think Super they have underrated. they have a very underrated big three starting there, mm-hmm. and. Since they already made the playoffs last year, mm-hmm. and they actually did very well in the playoffs last year, yeah. now you're just like, 
okay, now you just add the extra point guard that you didn't have to right. help you, and now right. you can start, like, elevating. Right. And I think they're a very underrated team that yeah. could have a very big three yeah, in the upcoming sure. years. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I don't disagree with that statement at all. I like I like the additions. I have two, now that you mentioned right? The Lakers with Anthony Davis, but I think the Lakers' other moves underneath that that yes. are kind of flying under the radar here a little bit, Cousins, Danny Green, Rondo, you know, yeah. able to keep Kuzma as well. Yeah. I think those are moves that... You're, you know, we talked even last week where you go, they have three guys on their roster, yeah. right? Well, that was my thing going into as yeah. a LeBron fan talking yeah, about the Lakers sure. was you either get Kawhi and nothing, yeah, else, or you, or you have to get, roster. or you have to get seven decent to good players, right? And getting guys like Danny Green and D Cousins, I'm like, those are like good players, right? That can I have a out. problem with the amount of money they gave to like Danny. I think oh, yeah. I think they paid too much. For However, guys, yeah, if you've got a 35 year old LeBron James, you're not really caring about the future. You care yeah. about right here, right now. Sweet. You know, so I can appreciate the fact that they they were smart about. It. They went, okay, we gotta get shooting. Yes. Right, Cousins can shoot the three, not consistently, but he can. He can shoot yeah, three. Danny, Danny Green, Green, all he does is Cortavious shoot the Pope. three. Pope, right? Exactly. Coming off the bench, Plenty he's not a Cook. starter. Exactly. Yeah, you got all um, yeah, I like. I like what they did Absolutely. there. I also like the fact. Um, I like. Uh, I like what Portland did. Right, I like yeah. how Portland kept a lot of their major players. They're taking a little bit of a risk with Whiteside, but I think you get a solid big in there. Yeah, you know what I mean. With Dame, with McCollum, I think you've got some pieces there. Portland made a Western Conference Finals trip. Yeah. You know what I mean. I think they didn't have a lot of breathing room to do a whole lot, but what they did do was like, okay, we're gonna low key add a big man who can really dictate the pace. Right, he's a, you know he's a rebounding machine. He just he doesn't do a whole lot else, but you know what I mean. He's still He's gonna give. He's gonna give us opportunities later on in games. Yeah. You know what I mean. I agree so I that. like what they did. Um, so I mean, it, it's it's one of those things where you just go, "Geez, there's just so much movement." I want to go with now the opposite side of that coin. Who got hurt the most? Who who was at this point in time, right? Where you're like, you know, because you're like, this guy left, or this guy left, or this guy left, or or, or we missed on a guy, right? Oh, like oh. if someone's going for somebody or whatever. Like give me give me a team where you just go, yeah, this soft season was none too pretty for them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing so hard. Like, it's well, there's just, just like the one team that's yeah. just like is out the yeah. New York Knicks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I just want like to say it. I literally I just, just want like, to say it. Yeah, who just missed up everybody? Yeah, pretty much. Literally, just was like, oh, wait, let's get Zion. No, not Zion. No. All right, no. well, let's Durant. get Durant. No, but no. we're not gonna offer him a max deal. No, oh, Kyrie. No, no, no. no. Kawhi, me. No. No. no, and there was just like a downfall. Yeah, and now right. they're just like, yeah. But at least we have Krista. Oh no, we traded him. You know who they do have? R.J. Barrett, though. Boom. Man, R.J. Barrett. <laughs> Stupid Knicks fans. I'm sorry. If you're a Knicks fan, you deserve that. I'm sorry. You just rough. do. It's fine. Um, it was a rough time. No, I, I think them, right? I, I think that... Um, I think the Warriors, too, to a certain extent, right? This is going to be a banged-up roster for a yeah, while here. Clay's going to be out. You lost Durant. You knew you were losing Durant, right? You, you bring in D'Angelo Russell. You still have Draymond. But name another player on that team of any sort of value. Iggy's gone, right? Oh, Shaw well, Livingston. I mean, pff, Looney, I kind of like. Yeah. But okay, fine. But, I mean, from an offensive perspective, though, he's limited, right? Yeah. You know, so you're not going to see this high-powered attack anymore, right? Um, it, it's just kind of like... Yeah, you know what I mean. You're, you're you're back to being a good team, not a holy crap. Look at that monster yeah. that's ahead of us. You know what I mean. That's true. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, all right, last question on this topic here before we go to break. Um, who's the favorite to win the finals? Who who do you think wins it? Um, I'm going with Milwaukee. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
And here's why, because I think without the super teams here, yeah. Milwaukee just looks so much better. Yeah. Because all, all the they did teams, was kept their own pieces. Yeah. All because did. all you, they they're the same team. Yeah. No, like nothing moves. Right. So like all these teams are like deplete. Like the Warriors are depleting. Toronto's depleting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sixers are depleting. All these teams are just like almost getting. I guess maybe worse. Right. Maybe better. You don't know. That's yet. that team too. We didn't talk about the Sixers. Where they signed like Al Horford and stuff. Yeah. That that window is now. Like if they yeah. don't do it now, it's exactly. never gonna happen. But like every all these teams are depleting everything, yeah. and the Bucks are just like, hey, we're we're still here. We're paying one guy a lot. We're of money. paying one guy a lot of money, <laughs> and that's it. So like I think I think they're the, they're a favorite because with yeah. all these teams I only have like one or two superstars. Mm-hmm. Now you're looking at well Chris Middleton and Giannis are there so mm-hmm. like they have their team now so I think well, that th- that I team think is that team is weird where they have like a super ultra mega star in Giannis right and then you got Middleton you got Lopez you got Bledsoe you've got some of these guys where you're like they're names but they're not marquee no. names you yep. know what I mean where you just go. That's a salt and the depth there. Like, yeah. I mean, the fact that Toronto beat them last year says a lot about Toronto's team this yes. past season and why they won the championship. Yeah. But next year, right, I don't see anybody even coming close no, to that. No, especially in the East. Nobody in the it East. It really depleted nobody a lot. Nobody in the East. Yeah. Right, exactly. So I think, but then, like, yeah. if you want to see who wins the finals, it's because they're the most likely team to probably make it to the finals. Oh, yeah, for And then sure. you're at a 50 well, shot. The, well, because the, the, West, the West is just going to... They're going to beat the hell out of each other. Yeah. I mean, they really are. I, mean, I would say in the West, I'd probably pick the Lakers. Yeah. But, I mean, again, that's me going probably... It could be Clippers. It there's could so be, many things that there's are so many teams contingent and, upon that, right? Because yeah. I don't know what Boston's going to be, right? I mean, I get it. You got Kemba, which is awesome. Great point guard, no doubt. I think that's a clear upgrade. But Brooklyn's not going to be very good next year. I hate to be the bearer of bad news here. I mean, even with Kyrie... You may make the playoffs, but you're not. You lost some pieces. Jared Dudley's not there anymore. You know what I mean. You bought, brought in DeAndre Jordan, which he is a completely offensive liability. So you have you have pieces there, but it's like Durant's not coming next year. He's yeah. not going to be there. You know. So some of these teams that think, well, we just signed all these guys. Yes, but there's a little asterisk. I think next to yeah. some of these guys, right? So if LeBron stays healthy, I would say the Lakers would probably be the favorite. But I think those staple center games between Clippers and Lakers, yeah, they play like four man, times a year. I would times. like to go to one of those just to hear the the, the crowd noise. People were for talking that. about a Western Holy Conference crap. Finals of Clippers Lakers, oh, and they would yeah, never leave. Yeah. All right, like, let's just go to the other bench. Yeah. <laughs> Like, <laughs> That'd be crazy. Yeah. Like we're home too. That that, that would be awesome. They have, like, I would a totally split, pay for like, that. One side's Lakers, one side's Clippers, and they just split it almost halfway. That would and be stuff. crazy. And it's like they they all have home court advantage. So right. you take that out the window at that point. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just, just best team wins. Yeah. best team wins. That would be crazy. Bonkers, yeah. Absolutely crazy. Game seven if in LA. Oof. Yeah, no Oof. kidding, right? That'd that would be, be that would be that'd be awesome. But that's what I'm saying, though, right? That's the kind of stuff where you just go, "Well, that was the finals, right there." I don't care. Yeah, well, that's I how I thought about the West for <laughs> yeah, a right? long time. Right? It's like Rockets worse. Oh, that was the finals. Yeah, probably, probably right. So it's just that's a lot true. of fun stuff here. All right. Let's go to the break. Now, after the break, I want to do a deep dive into Pistons free agency. It's not nearly as sexy. It's not nearly as flashy as <laughs> as what happened. But I will say that there are some moves here that I don't think people enough people are talking about. Um, some people have kind of written off some of this stuff. I disagree with that. Um, I wanted to, We're going to talk about the G1 Climax Tournament for New Japan. We teased that last week. And then at the end of the show, like I said, we're going to do the division rankings by... My man, Mark, right here. So all that, all that great stuff coming right after the break. Stick around. Hey, guys. This is the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika from the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. Just reminding you that we are live every single Monday at 7 in the morning on your favorite streaming services. All five major sports, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, and professional wrestling. I'm Always Right Sports Podcast every Monday, 7 a.m. See you there. 
All right, welcome back to part two of episode 32 of the iMo's Red Sports Podcast. Once again, if you're watching this on YouTube right now and watching our beautiful faces, make sure to click that big red subscribe button in the corner of your screen. We greatly appreciate it. If you're listening to us on your favorite podcasting sites, please make sure to subscribe to the show there as well. Give us a comment, like, all that good stuff. And if you want to email the show, it is iarbroadcastmedia at gmail.com. Lots of great news coming your guys' way in the coming months, I promise. So let's jump right in now. We, we talked at the first part of the show um, about all these major teams making these major moves. And now let's bring it home to the Detroit Pistons to where, okay, they didn't make a blockbuster move by any means of the imagination, right? Detroit not known for really being a destination for anybody to go to, right? Um, But what they did do, though, is they added some pretty key pieces. They signed Derrick Rose to a pretty nice contract. Got Markeith Morris in here. Markeith. Markeith, not Marcus. We already had him, so we'll get the other twin now. We'll get both twin magic going on here. Um, So, I mean, you, you got rid of John Lure earlier. You had a pretty nice draft. There's some pieces coming into place here. Um, just give me your overall thoughts on the Pistons, you know, just overall. I, like I said, it wasn't sexy, no. but I thought it was effective for the what limitations they had. Uh, yeah, it was fine. That's, I mean, that's Yeah, that's pretty up. much how I would yeah, sum it up, right? Like, it's, yeah. it's fine. I sat there, and you look, yeah. and you go, okay, okay. Yeah, like, right. nothing bad, but no. nothing, like, uh, like, nothing great. It was just right. like, okay. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, I, I think that, w- with this being said, I think they're doing a great job of setting up for two years from now, right? Yeah. Because... Reggie's contract's up at the end of this year. Drummond's got a team option, right? He could opt out, theoretically, if he wanted to. I don't know if he will, but if he does, you know, see ya, whatever. Um, I think that they're keeping their options open. They didn't keep, they're not keeping on any of this dead weight. They're seeing some development out of guys like Bruce Brown and Kennard. Um, I think that being able to bring Rose in to be hopefully at one point the starter, but not playing starter minutes, yeah. I think brings Reggie off the bench. I think they're building some depth. That they haven't had in a really long time on some guys, but they're not name brand guys, right? Like if I say Reggie Jackson, you know, us and the team in Oklahoma City will know who the hell Reggie Jackson is. No one else is gonna know who Reggie Jackson is. But with that being said, he can be effective mm-hmm. off the bench at times. So with that, you still have Blake Griffin here. I like the fact that they're not signing people to some monstrous contracts like they did a few years ago. The John Lure experiment was a disaster. That was four years, forty-seven million dollars. He played seventeen minutes total in a Pistons uniform. So. You have, you have some moves here that are happening where you go, okay, I see what Ed Stefanski's doing. I, I like the fact that we're not hard-strapping ourselves, and we're getting prepared where we're going to have a bunch of cap space coming coming yeah. up. You know what I mean? We're clearing some of the dead weight, and we're reshaping this team, you know what I mean, to fit a Dwayne Casey system, yes. which is extremely important. Um, where, where now, with all the moves that we talked about, Boston, you know, you still got Milwaukee, you've got, you know, Brooklyn, I guess, you know, you still have the 76ers. And what Detroit has done, right, which wasn't a lot, like we said, yeah. where, where does this put Detroit in the East right now? I, I mean, are they still a playoff team? Are, have they taken a step? I mean, because they, they limped into the playoffs and then got mercifully put down behind the shed, so so to <laughs> speak. You know what I mean? Like, it was old yeller kind of time. Yeah. So, But at the same time, they didn't make it. Right, With, you know, and and it could have been a more competitive series, I think, if Blake had been healthier. Right, I maybe they win a game, maybe, um, but that's how low the bar was for us here in Detroit. So you're welcome. Um, but does that does, do? I mean, do they take a step forward a little bit? Do they take a step back based off of moves around the league? I mean, just give me your thoughts on where they are. Should we expect playoffs next year? 
Um, I think they're going to be a borderline playoff team. Actually, yeah. probably about a six, yeah. five, six, seven range. Yeah. I don't think they'll be like the eight. Mm-hmm. I think there's not um, that many teams um, that are better than us mm-hmm. to be an eight. But I don't think that we're in the level of the top like yeah. five, mm-hmm. four in the East. Right. So I think we will be a borderline playoff team, mm-hmm. um, lower seed, and hopefully win a few games next yeah. year. That's yeah. what I'm looking yeah, at. Yeah, I, I would think so too. I, like I said, I think that with the fact of how the cap is structured, they didn't have a lot of money to throw around, right? They, they clearly prioritize very specific people in this process. Um, and so you go to and you go, okay, you know what I mean? Like, this is, what do you do, right? You, you go, you, you address needs that you think, okay, where do we have no depth? Mm-hmm. You know, like, no depth whatsoever, you know? So, uh, you know, I like, we make the jokes earlier in the show about, you know, Derek Rose and Blake Griffin playing together, you know what I mean? You're playing for a 20th championship, which in, in some regards you are, but at the same time, I think that these are all just stop gaps in goal to a larger where it's like, okay, now we do have some space. Now we can go sign some people mm-hmm. or at least be in the conversation for somebody to go, okay, yeah, I'm going to come here and get the last little bit of Blake. Yeah. Uh, we can, you know what I mean? Um, do they, do you think though, now, now that we mentioned, you know, the biggest thing that's probably happened in Detroit basketball since probably the championship is, you know, Blake coming here, right. And that massive yeah. trade, do you think that they have another big move in them, right? Are they, Do you think that they will do something that I don't think either one of us are necessarily on board with? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. We've been hearing rumors that they're in the discussion or they've at least talked about possibly trading for Russell Westbrook. Would you be up for that? Would you be not up for that? I mean, if it depends, I'm guessing... The first round, our first round pick, whatever the Frenchman, I'm going to call him the Frenchman because I can't pronounce his name. <laughs> um, fair, fair. You know, several first round picks, I'm sure, possibly Kennard or Bruce Brown, Kyrie Thomas, some sort of out of those four guys would yeah. have to be in the mix, probably two out of the four. Um, would Would you be okay with them selling that? Let's say two first rounders. And two of those guys, not Bruce Brown and Kyrie Thomas, obviously, can't be that combination. It's got to be Luke and somebody or this whatever. Yeah. Um, for Russell Westbrook, I would I would strongly consider it. Actually, yeah. um, I actually like watching and how he plays. Well, he except, plays hard, except when the playoffs come around, because obviously that's like the shoot. Like yeah. the better players will take over, and the right. shooters come out, yeah. and that's when Russell kind of just like drowns a little bit. I also think it's just because. His mileage on his legs per season is just crazy. astronomical. Just willing plays, a team there. Yeah, yeah, he literally, like, two, three years ago before Paul George got there, that in-between year between KD yeah. and Paul George, he literally looked like he played, like, 44 minutes a game. Right. And aver- that was his first year he averaged a triple-double. Right. And then literally when he hit the playoffs, he, like, almost died. <laughs> so, like, but, like, I think if you get him, you know night in and night out you'll get 100% from him. Yeah. Which is something that I want to see. Well, because yeah. guys like Reggie or guys like Blake or Andre, mm-hmm. there's some random night when they play the Knicks on, like, mm-hmm. a Thursday night mm-hmm. in September or whatever that like they're they just don't try as hard right obviously like right but russell westbrook in that game tries 110 percent mm-hmm. whether it's a good or a bad thing right i think with all that effort he'll give mm-hmm. is something i would strongly so consider. I, if you found out that tomorrow night for instance right detroit pistons make a trade to acquire russell westbrook with three first round picks luke Kennard and uh bruce brown are you okay yeah I'm you're fine. okay with that yeah i'm fine with that 
man, I don't know. I don't know about that, man. I, here's the I'm not a Westbrook guy. I, I've been very, been very obvious yeah. about that. But at the same time, I will say with the way that their cap is going to be structured, you're not going to pay Josh Smith $5 million after this season. Reggie Jackson's going to be gone after next season. You're, you know, Drummond, like I said earlier, got two years left. You're going to have money to use here, right, with him and Blake, right? I do think that him, Blake, and Andre, that'd be a hell of a combination, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in the East where it's not as competitive. I think that exactly. takes you up a couple spots That's what I mean. to the 5-4 If range. this was in the West, like yeah. this is replacing the West, I would go... Probably not no. because it doesn't help you. Yeah, it doesn't. But yeah. in the East, you're right. then I think with Westbrook, Blake, and Andre as your big three, I think you can look at a four, five seat mm-hmm. slot at that point, right. and possibly and winning a series, and possibly winning a series if you play like Indiana or maybe even. Do, Boston do you or think that? Let's just say that's is that ceiling enough to make you want to do that trade with the amount of money he has on his day? He's still got a hundred and some million dollars left on his contract, right? Yeah. Is that enough for you as a fan to go? It was worth it, right? Yeah. Or, or is there need to? Be, or would you rather wait this out, right? No, okay. Reggie's gone. That eighty million dollars gone. Yeah. Bla- Drummond, we don't know. They could resign. They don't have whatever. Okay, we can start over and do something. Or do you trust them? All right, let's go get a proven commodity and yeah. just go and just test I think, our chances. I think for how the league is set up right now, yeah. I think it would be a better option to do mm-hmm. uh, to get Westbrook because since everyone's really spread out right now, right, you're not playing the like. I think if this was two, three years ago, I think right. there's no way you'd want to do this. Because right. if you even somehow manage to get to the finals, mm-hmm. you're playing the Warriors. It's a buzzsaw. It's, it's a buzzsaw. Right. But right now, you could go, what if I snuck into the finals mm-hmm. and now you're playing like Houston mm-hmm. or something with that team? I'm like, maybe there's a shot. Or you play like right. the Jazz and you go, maybe there's a realistic shot with how like right. diverse the how league is right up, now. Right. Yeah, how you're matched up with people. Yep. So I think as of right now, I would go with how the league's set up. Mm-hmm. I would say... Yeah, I would attempt it. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't like I said I would be a little shocked just because it's be not shocked. it's not the it's not the Pistons thing yeah. to do. Even Blake coming here was a Van Gundy thing trying to save his job. Yeah. So and look how that worked out. So um, it's not there anymore. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Right. If you don't know, um, I I just think it's I think it's just something that people I think need to prepare themselves for. Right. They almost traded for Mike Conley. Right. But they weren't willing. That's the one thing about this administration. Right. Is that they have not been willing to mortgage the future. Yeah. But. I do think there's a pretty big difference between Russell Westbrook and Mike Conley, though. Yeah. Like, I mean, I love Mike Conley, yeah. but at the same time, I can even admit that. It's See, a little and bit we of a even difference. talk about it though. Yeah. For me, picks individually, especially in the NBA, right? I go. And it's not that because you're okay, not going to be top five. Yeah, I'm okay giving you three. Yeah. First round, like you were like, what if they gave three first round picks, Bruce Brown and this guy? I'm yeah. like, I would probably do it because I don't look at those first round picks as super important to me. Right. I'd rather have Russell Westbrook than those three first round picks. Right. Because the odds of those three first round picks You're being, not yeah, you're sorry, you're not getting the first you're yeah. you're gonna be too good at any point, even like with the roster you're gonna be too good that's funny to say that to not get a first, you know what I mean. You're yeah. not, you're not gonna you're be, not top be a top three, top 10 pick right? You're not even gonna be top three, you know. I mean, exactly, right? Even top ten picks, five through ten, those aren't guaranteed slam dunks. No, picks one and two, you hope are, are slam dunks. dunks. Exactly. After that, it's kind of a crapshoot in the NBA. It's not like professional football. Yeah. So I agree with you. So if yeah, if this was professional football, yeah, three first round picks, I go, he better yeah. be like Tom Brady or yeah, something. Exactly. Like you right. have to be but some you crazy the, player. Yeah. You get fired if that doesn't work out. Yeah. Right. But then like in NBA, you go three first round picks. You go. Yeah, I'd take it for Russell Westbrook. Right. So yeah. that's why that's why I'm more inclined right. to take Russell Westbrook right. off that trade option from mm-hmm. you than I would not. Right. Luke Kennard is one guy I would go. That's really yeah. tough to give yeah. up him because for you because you, you saw the flashes last year, right? Yeah. You saw it, and you just go, 
man, that, that guy yeah. could be your shooter. You yeah. know what I mean? He would go to, like, the whatever team traded for him, or OKC, and, he goes and then nuts. he'd go light up yeah. the world Bananas, or right. But, Piss me off. Yeah, that's but that'd be All tough. Right. All right. Well, enough talk about basketball. Obviously, if, if the trade does happen, first off, I'll fall out of my seat, but then we'll talk about it right after that. Okay, so it'll be fun stuff. Um, let's shift now. Let's go to another topic that we promised last week. The G1 Climax, wrestling's biggest tournament uh, by New Japan Pro Wrestling. If you're not familiar with it, you should definitely start. 100%. Um, it's the biggest wrestling tournament of the year. The winner gets a world championship opportunity at Wrestle Kingdom, which is their version of WrestleMania. If you haven't known, it's in January. Um, January 4th. Every yeah, January 4th every year. It's going to be a two-night show this this year, too. Oh, really? Yeah, it's going to be oh, two nights. Yeah. Because last year, remember, we sat there watching, and by the end of it, we were like, this is a lot. <laughs> well, I think it's a lot because it's all so good. Right. Well, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you're just like... I'm emotionally invested for the first like half, and then you're yeah. like, "Oh my gosh, I still have all this, and I've been yeah. here for twelve hours." Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's like eight, it's like eight matches instead of WrestleMania's like seventeen matches. Right, where you're just so invested and you care about every single exactly. match that you definitely do need two nights for that. But, right, yeah, that's and, good. and the bracket this year, we talked last year at this, you know, right at the beginning of the show where we kind of said there's going to be a little bit of a dip in talent. For New Japan, at least yeah. what we thought was going to be, right? Kenny's leaving, Cody's leaving, Bucks are leaving. A lot of these guys yeah. are going on, right? But to their credit, it's not that it's not that case, right? Um, it's not terrible. No, I, I think that this card, or th- these lineup of guys, um, and I'll give I'll ask you to give us those participants in a second here. It looks pretty stacked. I'm going to be honest yes. with you. With the performances that have been happening over the past few months, they've done a really nice job of establishing some new names, bringing up some guys like Shingo and Osprey into the heavyweight division, mm-hmm. um, along with some established stars. Um, I mean, I mean, how good of a job have they done? Um, they've done a pretty good job yeah. um, transferring over everybody. I mean, they got very lucky in guys like Moxley, Cobb, and stuff to want to yes. like come in and mm-hmm. like work out. And then Osprey and Shingo, like it's a perfect time for them to come up to the heavyweight. For sure, if they were still in the juniors, and you're looking at kind of a more depleted or a, right. uh, just like you've seen it over mm-hmm. and over and over again kind yeah. of heavyweight division. Yeah. Um, with Osprey there, literally every match he's going to be in, it's going to be like some crazy Phenomenal. new yeah. stuff that you haven't seen because he's yeah. never versed like any of these right. guys before in his right. block. So um, it's going to be very interesting, and right. I actually do like the job they've done. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, miss. All of them, but yeah, AEW, of course, so yeah, watch right. AEW, we'll still watch them. Watch them on TNT, right? Yeah. All right, so let's go. Let's just give them a list here, real All quick. Right. Let's give everybody a list of who's in there, and then I'll, I'll kind of go. I'll kind of ask my questions as we go along. So give me Block A. So just in case okay. you guys aren't aware, there's a Block A and a Block B. Winners of both blocks face each other. That's who wins the tournament as a whole. Yes. So, so, so like, give me Block A first. Okay. So actually, there was a show yesterday. So yes. Let me give you results. No, 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 results? no, no results for now. Okay. We'll, we'll kind of we'll monitor the situation when it gets to the big semifinals okay, or whatever. Cool. So just blocking in general, yep. then we have Lance Archer, yep. Bad Luck Fale, yep. Kenta, Kazushika Okada, Sanada, Evil, Kota Ibushi, Will Ospreay, Zack Zebra Jr., and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Oh, that's, that's a that's a lot of great talent right that there. Is. I'm sorry. There is. There's a couple guys that you always throw in these tournaments, like Lance Archer, who you know aren't yep. going to win diddly Bad squat. Luck Bad Luck Fale. He'll win one big one over some big name because why not? Yeah. And then he'll lose the rest of them. All right. Yeah. Uh, give me block B. Okay. Um, Jeff Cobb, mm-hmm. Hiroki Goto, Tomohiro Ishii, mm-hmm. John Moxley, Tetsuya Naito, Juice Robinson, Taichi, Shingo Taguchi, 
Jay White, and Turiano. Yeah, so that's one. That Block A is a lot more stacked oh, than absolutely. Block B, yep. right? So I think you're setting up, though, for the Block B guys, Moxley, Naito, right? To, uh, to have, have huge Exactly, to have like really good tournament runs. And then those last couple matches, when they face each other, those are going to be the ones where, oh, i got to watch that one because yeah. that's going to be a decider later on. See, Block A, I feel like it's going to be last year where they're going to have like four guys who are going to have like 10 points or 12 yes. points and they're going to have like some random tiebreaker break it. Right. Or Block B is just going to have like Moxley, maybe mm-hmm. Naito or Jay White have mm-hmm. like 16 points. Right. And they're just going to, it's going to be one of them few. Right, of course. So. Right. And obviously in this tournament too, it doesn't matter whether you're a champion or not. Will Ospreay is the junior heavyweight champion. Naito is the intercontinental champion. Ishii's the never openweight champion. You had a lot of, you had a lot of stuff. Is that, yeah, ref, yeah, exactly. From a whole different promotion, for goodness sakes. Yeah. Um, with that being said though, Mike, give me, um, who do you think the favorite is? Not, not who your favorite, who you <laughs> want to win, but who do you think, just looking at the list and looking at how the kind of book things obviously okada is probably not going to win the tournament right yeah, but probably. um he's the champion at the moment yes. um but besides that who who do you think would be the favorite going into this uh, if i was to bet on somebody to yeah. win i would bet jay white to win this okay. entire tournament yeah um I former think, champion former champion yeah. and i think his rematch is going to be due yeah and i think um He's gonna do a very, he's gonna do a good job in the tournament, mm-hmm. and he's just gonna win. I think just just, just enough, to, enough to, to get in. Like I think he'll probably he might even lose to guys like Moxley or Naito or something. Mm-hmm. But the guys like Yano, he's in the weaker block, so he's yes. in the he's it's in the Jeff Cobb and the Juice Robinson Tai Chi block. Right, where those are just like he can win and no problem. Right, those guys are never gonna challenge for the heavyweight title. It's just not no. happening. Yeah, right. So I think I think he's very strong. I also think Kota Ibushi in block A is probably my favorite to win that block. Okay. But not shocked if Kenta wins. Yeah, that'd be that's a kind of a big one. Now, for those WWE fans, you may recognize yeah. Kenta. He used to be Hideo Itami uh, for NXT. So he, you know, he had a big name in Japan. He came out of WWE. They ru- they ruined him completely, and now he's back in Japan again. Yes, um, I agree with those you on that. I agree with you. I think Jay White is probably the betting favorite. Yes. Um, I think Ibushi. It's one of those things where it's like they've had that that gun trigger for a long time, ready to fire, and yeah. it just never happened. Um, give me now who you think who actually wins. Who do you think wins this? Oh, like uh, who's your like who do you want to win? Let me put it that oh, way. Who I want. Yeah. <laughs> I really, really want Will Ospreay to win. <laughs> all right, well, well let's take Will out of it. Right, that's exactly. Who do you think honestly using your wrestling brain for a second, oh. who do you think wins? Now your betting is Jay, right? Yeah. But that's not like, all right, you'd be okay with Jay wins, but all right, but you're who's be like, yes, that's my guy to win, who I thought is a Actual feasible possibility. If you say Toru Yanu, I'm going to say you're lying. Um, I would say if I was... Yeah. Oh, God, this is tough. I know. I would so go... I don't know if they pull the trigger on him. So yeah. I'm going to go Kenta. Okay. Because I think they love Kenta. Yeah. Um, I really want to say John Moxley, but I don't think no, he No, I don't think he does either. I think he has a nice showing. I think he's got a decent showing, not a great showing. Yeah. And I think he, yeah. yeah. I think I would, like I would say for the most part, it's probably going to be Jay White. Though. Yeah. Okay. Like, pretty sure I think Jay White, yeah. I think it's been kind of coming. Yeah. And he hasn't really had that rematch against Okada. Mm-hmm. And they're in different blocks. So they so will see each other. So it sets up nicely. So it right. sets up pretty nicely. I right. would want to say Ibushi. I say a lot of names. Yeah. But I would say Ibushi, but they're in the same block as Okada. So they're going to fight each other. Mm-hmm. So I think that could be, a, if Ibushi wins, that could be like a, a King, title of, match, King, right. of Pro, King of Pro Wrestling, maybe right. that kind of thing. Right. But not a... 
win the tournament going for sure. Win. For sure. Um, I, I'm agreeing. I like Jay Way a lot. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I still think that Naito has a really, really good Probably. chance of winning this. Just because, once again, it's a guy where they felt like that gun has been loaded and cocked and ready to go. Yeah. And they just haven't. I mean, he's the Intercontinental Champion. But I feel like with this first ever two night thing happening, right? I feel like he could easily defend the title one night and then go for the world title. Yeah. Or title versus title, I feel like could be massive. My only problem with Naito yeah. is they've done Okada Naito so many times. I know. That's my... what You, you see, you, you do this and we're on the same page and everything else like that. My you question to you... It, no, no, no. My question is oh. going to be what's the main event of Wrestle Kingdom? Do you think Okada even gets to Wrestle Kingdom as oh, champion? Oh, yeah, I do. You do? I do. I actually think Okada's going to lose a decent amount and have a lot of matches going into Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. I do think he's going to go all the way to Wrestle Kingdom mm. and I think he probably goes up against Jay White in a rematch and White probably beats him. So he beats him again at Wrestle Kingdom for the second time for the second year in a row because he beat him last year in Wrestle Kingdom too. That's fair. remember that that was Jay White that was his coming out party yes. right before he beat Tanahashi like yes. a month later for the title. Ooh, maybe Okada. I don't know, <laughs> but I think that's going to be the main event. You think so? Because yeah, like I said, it, I, I just think that it, because it's you know changing formats a little bit, I just feel like they could just do like this massive like this you know this colossal thing where it's like all right finally Naito beats him yep. on the big because they've done it twice now right mm-hmm. and he's lost both times so now it's like this last one where it's kind of like the Shinsuke Tanahashi thing from a few years yeah. ago right where it's like man it's just Shinsuke just can't get the damn win on the big stage right and then finally he does it and you're like okay he beats him for the IC title or whatever yeah. and you're rolling I just think it'd be an interesting dynamic and something where you go you can't pick that necessarily mm-hmm. right champion versus champion it's wrestlemania 6 all over again yeah, you know fair. what i mean so i just one of the i'd like to see it personally i'm kind of like with you i think jay white's the yeah. clear no win that right here. yeah that does sound good yeah you but, know i i do think that i think jay white's got it but also there you know we've always thought you know two years ago we thought that you know kenny was gonna win or a year ago we thought kenny was gonna walk right through and yeah. win the thing and just go on and face okada again and then he won the title later on anyway yeah. so it's all weird but all right um last last thing right let's jump right into it oh, last okay, sure last yeah. ranking oh yeah dude we're gonna do it right now Come on, no. oh no okay, we ain't doing that shoot right. um Fair. <laughs> um let's talk about the merc zone division rankings um a lot of stuff that goes into this right so mike give Lots. me your criteria uh on what on what everything was going okay, on how, so, you, how you made your selections yes so i didn't so just to set the stage mm-hmm. to say um, I went by the toughest division, in my opinion, to win. Mm-hmm. And not just like, oh, mm-hmm. this last year or this. I mm-hmm. would say more of, this is probably more of a totality. Mm-hmm. I've really started watching football about 2005, probably, yeah. around that time. Yeah. So I would say from like looking back then all the way to now, which one was probably the hardest one to win mm-hmm. consecutively every single year. Mm-hmm. And which one is like, okay, no brainer, that like it's the easiest one. Right. So that's kind of how I went with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there's... Just a spoiler alert, a little. Yeah. There's one team that just dominates the division most right. of the time, or like one or two teams. Right. That's going to be lower on the list, mm-hmm. and the teams that like all four teams have a viable shot at For winning. Sure. That's more the, important. Or, right. Or more important to start. Their For time. sure. All right, let's go. Let's start right at the bottom. All right. So number eight. Um, kind of mention it. AFC yeah. East. Yeah. New the, England dominates. New England it's, dominates, and it's not very competitive every yeah. year. So. Don't be mad. No. This isn't about favorite to win a Super Bowl. This is just strictly every year division yes. races are tight. Is it going to be a thing or not? Yes. It's never been a thing. <laughs> um, NFC West up to about last year, I would say. I would, yeah. Um, so NFC West is seven. Yeah. I would say Seattle, for the most part, mm-hmm. since I've been watching, dominates the division. And then there's always that one team that kind of shoots up, like the Rams right. or the Niners are mm-hmm. kind of there. Yeah, Cardinals but think, had like a brief 
Cardinals yeah. had like a year in 2009. Yeah. But I would say Seattle, for the most part, always has a winning season. Mm-hmm. It's always there. So and those teams say, get really bad a lot of times, too. There's like a swing where it's like really good, and then San Fran's terrible, and they're really good, and they're yeah. terrible. I think that Seattle's just like a, they're for there sure. always, and then for everyone's sure. just like random. Number six, I have the AFC South, which yeah. changed to the Colts, Jags. Yeah, Colts dominated forever for the longest yes. time with Peyton Manning there, right? And it's just recently gotten better, but Jacksonville's up and down every year. Houston's up and down. Yep. The Colts even are kind of up. So it's all a crapshoot of okay, above-average teams yeah. who are sometimes bad and sometimes yeah. good. Competitively in the yeah. division, right. they're tough, but right. like winning the division at 9-7 and seven to me is right. like not that like strong exactly. to me. Correct. Um, number five, I have the NFC East. So we roll with the Cowboys, Eagles, Giants one. I call it the overrated division. Yes. Everybody thinks that division's so difficult every year. No. And it's always like, okay, Washington's always awful. Yes. Or just just plain and boring, plain bad, right? Yep. Dallas is always overrated. Philadelphia always winds up somehow escaping and winning the day. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time. So, yeah. yeah there's you. usually only and one And the Giants team. are a dumpster fire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number four, I have the AFC West, which is the Chiefs, Chargers, uh, Broncos, Raiders. Right. I feel like the top three I just said, mm-hmm. besides Oakland, maybe a year or two in there yep. for, since I've been watching, mm-hmm. those three are always somewhere in the mix for a win. No doubt. And when you have three teams in the mix for a win, no doubt. that lands for um, a good seeding for no it. Um, number three, I have the AFC North, mm-hmm. which is the Steelers, Ravens, just by themselves every year. It just yep. seems like impossible to win right. the division. And with Cincinnati's made enough runs where, yeah, yeah right. And, and then Cleveland, now you can look currently now, Cleveland's going to be that team where it's like, now you're adding a fourth team in there, so no that's doubt. a very strong no doubt. Uh, For division sure. there. Number two, I have the NFC North, the Lions division. Yep. I just feel like the Lions take it out of it for the most part, mm-hmm. but those three teams, other teams that are in it, no. are just... They, it's always year. a dogfight. It's always a dogfight. And anytime the Lions are in it, we always wind up choking at the end anyway. Yes. So I can't be mad at that. But that's true, though. You know, really good quarterback play, good defenses all the time. It's it's, it's the reason why it's called yep. the Black and Blue Division. And number one, if you're keeping track, the NFC South. I think that is by far the toughest division yes, win. And no you doubt. can see it because no team has won back-to-back since I've been watching football. I've seen, yep. I think maybe the Saints did this past year. Yep. But... Since then, it's always yeah, been Atlanta, Carolina, Carolina, Carolina. Yeah, for one sure. One of those three. Tampa Bay's not usually in that talk. Right. They're kind of like the Lions of this division, mm-hmm. but those three teams are just so elevated all the time. Absolutely. They're always I really don't disagree with any of that. I think you got great logic to go along with it. I think the people that you, the, the, the people, you know, that we're kind of targeting and the teams that you look at and you go, yeah, that's, you know, that's it. And that, that makes more sense than, you know, saying, well, it could be this, it could be that. It's, yeah. it's not about star players. It's not about who's got the best chance to win a Super Bowl. It's who's got the best chance to even get there in the first place right and new england's got a cakewalk they got six wins almost guaranteed every year yeah. so and the nfc south you go could i maybe win two games in the division right this exactly year? we got to win our home ones that's yeah. what everybody says you got to win the home ones anything after that is just gravy so that's fantastic job mike as always i love your rankings that you bring to the show we'll probably have to do another one of these before the seasons goes we may have to do like a re-ranking or something yeah, i don't probably. know what, what goes on but anyway all right once again That'll be it for episode 32. If you're watching us on YouTube, please subscribe. If you're listening to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, wherever you're looking at, please subscribe to that as well. Give us a like. Give us a rating. For the Merc Zone, I'm the Mouth of Michigan. We wish you guys, as always, next time.